0: Welcome to Crystal Clear Finances, where we understand finances, they can be confusing, but you don't have to face it alone, and you can have confidence for every financial decision. My name is Crystal Langdon. I'm a certified financial planner, qualified kingdom advisor, fiduciary, founder of Crystal Clear Finances, and your host for the next 30 minutes. So what will we be talking about today? Well, I figured with everything that's going on in the market, if you've opened up your statement, it just may be possible that you've lost money this year. Your statement says, and I know it's a paper loss, unless you decide to sell it and make it official, but your paper could possibly, from the time this year started to this day today that you're listening to my voice or watching me here on YouTube, it may show you've lost money. So here's my question. Why are we paying a financial advisor to lose us money? That's not really what we're supposed to do, right? Don't we hire a financial advisor so they can get us this great rate of return? Isn't that what their job is? Well, I thought, why don't we take today and maybe even next week to really dive in and say, what is the job of a financial advisor and What if you did lose money today and what if you actually paid your advisor while your account is down? Did they do the wrong thing? Are they really serving you like they're supposed to? See I believe when it comes to a financial advisor, when someone's giving you financial advice, giving you guidance on what you should be doing, it should be a holistic approach. We don't just gauge it by rate of return, though, let me just state, rate of return is very important. We need our money to grow. Have you looked at inflation? (laughs) We know we can't have our money being lazy and not growing. So if we need our money to grow, rate of return is important. But also, also reaching those other goals in life. Having a more holistic approach where we're talking about making sure you have the proper protection, making sure you have safe money somewhere in all of this world. A financial advisor needs to bring a more holistic approach, and while we can measure through rate of return, there are other areas that we need to measure as well. And so I thought, why don't we talk about the four key areas that are important when you're looking for a financial advisor to work with you? Things that you can look at and say, okay, I can see how this is actually working in my benefit. Because chances are, if you think back to, A couple years ago, hopefully when you looked at your statement, it wasn't showing any paper losses. It was showing huge paper gains. But again, we know you can't take advantage of those gains unless you sold at that time. And is that financial advisor who was the hero two years ago, still being a hero in your life? Are they doing what they're supposed to? Well, let's take a look and look at these four areas. One of the first areas that we always want to look at when we're looking for a financial advisor, when we're kind of going through that thought process of, do I want that financial advisor working for me on my team, is what is their experience? Experience and credibility go hand in hand. And I want to take time to talk about that a little bit deeper in a few moments. We also want to talk about the second area, which I believe is so important. We want to talk about Accountability. You know, it's easy to say something when nobody's watching you. It's easy to promise something, but never put it in writing. So we wanna talk about how does accountability work with your financial advisor? Because they can't control the stock market, but there are other areas they can control. The third area I wanna talk about is the philosophy of your financial advisor. Everybody thinks some way about money. Some people have a poverty mentality. Some people have a middle uh, middle of the road type of, of mentality. And then there's the affluent mentality. There's some who think that everything needs to be invested in the stock market. And some say, well, wait a minute. There's real estate, there's businesses you can own. Yes, there's stock market, but what else is out there? All these different philosophies are used when a financial advisor is meeting with you and you want to make sure you have the same philosophy so you're headed towards the same goal. So, and the fourth area that we want to talk about is process. See, when you're meeting with a financial advisor, it can't be willy-nilly, hey, what's going on? Yeah, I think this will work. There actually, in my opinion, needs to be a plan. Like, you have to have a plan that you can follow. I know I have a workout plan. Sometimes, so not thrilled with it. It is hard. I have to get up at five and actually ride the bike. But you know what? I know what the end goal is. And so I'll go through the pain and discomfort. Now, some days I get on it. Oh, yeah, I'm killing it. I am enjoying it. I've got music cranking. You want to be with me on those days. But some days, well, maybe not so fun because... I'm following the plan even when it's uncomfortable. So there needs to be a process that financial advisors bring you through as a client. There needs to be a process that financial advisors have that say, well, how do I evaluate my stocks? How do I evaluate all these assets and investments? There's got to be a certain way that they look at them in good times and in bad times, not just say, oh, maybe I should just sell it now. There's got to be. A process so I want to spend today going over these four areas and I can tell you right now we're not gonna get through it all we're gonna spend the entire month probably of December talking about hey if you're paying an advisor and they're losing money is it the right advisor for you and actually is it possible Is it actually possible there may be bringing more value to the the table than you're aware of? And we want to really investigate that because there may be some, it's time to fire your advisor. I know I should do that home alone, right? Because can you believe I really said that as a certified financial planner, someone who's managing money, I actually suggested that maybe you should fire your advisor. But only fire them if it's based on other, a whole criteria, not because your, market's at the, your stock market report is down. So let's talk a little bit. I want to talk about experience because I think people have questions like, how does someone even become a financial advisor? Have you ever wondered that? <laughs> I know I've had people come into my office and say, Crystal, how in the world did you even get into the financial planning industry? And you know, it's relatively easy per se to get started right you have this uh, criteria where you go to a financial planning firm you want to work for them and they make you take a test yeah that's it they sit down you take a test you study for what a couple months six months maybe if you're a little bit slower on that you pass the test and suddenly voila you get to be a financial advisor kind of scary huh And that's why it's so important when you're working with a financial advisor, you have to understand their experience and their credentials. Now, I just wanna make sure you understand, that doesn't mean if someone's new in the financial planning industry, to watch out for them that they're no good. (laughs) I know a lot of young advisors who have their certified financial planning designation and they're good. But we've got to realize too, there are some where financial planning, being a financial advisor, is a job. And being able to tell the difference between someone who took a test to have a job to feed their family, which again, nothing wrong with that as long as they're giving good advice, is very different than a financial advisor who took the test and has applied those skill sets and built a lifetime of helping their clients become family. See a difference in the thought process. So let's talk a little bit about experience. Now I know when I started, I had, I know you're gonna tremble to hear this, I had no experience at all. I was a stay-at-home mom. I loved, and I can still make, the best chocolate chip cookies. I'm ready for a chocolate chip cookie throwdown. Anytime you give me a call and it's on. But I loved raising my three kids. It was the most wonderful part of my life. And then I remember my husband, he was a truck driver and he had a trucking company and life was good. We had $300 a week that I could spend on whatever I wanted to. Could you imagine if only I could go back there and stop all the foolishness that I did? Well, my husband had this trucking company. Life was good until our largest client went bankrupt. And left us with thousands of dollars of unpaid invoices. And remember, I've shared this story before. Because I was so young and naive, I didn't have a financial advisor. I was blowing that $300 a week. I they, if only I had saved all that money when our largest client went bankrupt, I would have had the resources to give us time to breathe, to walk through that process and say, okay, how do we pivot with this? But instead, we floundered and cycled. And if you've heard my story before, you know we ended up at Consumer Credit Counseling Service with them telling us, hey, we can't even help you. (laughs) I remember going back to them and begging them, please put some type of plan together so that we can find our way out of this. And thank God they did. Now, during this process, and I know you can't make deals with God. But I said to him, if you will teach me this money thing, then I'll apply it to my life. Well, then I'll help other people. And to be honest, just between me and you, I thought I'd grow up. I'd learn how to do a budget. My husband would go back to a trucking company. We'd have lots of extra money. I'd still make cookies. And I'd teach other moms how to do budgets on the side. That's what it was going to be. (laughs) God's so funny, isn't he? When you look at what he does in your life and says, Yeah, no, you made a deal with me, Crystal. You said if I teach you this money thing, then you'd help others. And sure enough, it grew. I remember as we were coming out of this, I'd made the deal with God. We were almost out of debt. And I said, Well, what do we do now, Lord? We have this money that was going towards paying off credit card debt. Where do we go? And I heard a gentleman on the radio program. And he said, you can have a free initial consultation so i said well okay let's go do this i went in there and i walked out with a job a job me the premier chocolate chip cookie maker but not someone who was experienced in financial planning and i told him this i said i don't even know what these funds are called i think i even said it wrong And he said i'll teach you and as i began to apply myself And study, like I mentioned a moment ago, how you could study, you could pass that test. I passed that test on the first try. And I remember working in his office, taking the knowledge, welcoming people in, doing the paperwork, watching them sit with him, watching him change their lives. I would fulfill what he needed me to do and implement the strategies he created. I realized, wow, that would be something I want to do. I actually... I actually wanna do more than budgeting. I wanna be able to change their lives. I wanna be able to, i recognized the look in some of those people's faces when they were walking in. They had no hope, they had no direction, they didn't know what to do, and yet there was a call of God on their life. I realized that man, even though maybe he didn't know the Lord, he was changing their lives because he was a good financial planner. I realized, yeah, I wanna be one of those too. And I remember after working and working, I said to him, hey, can I get my next license? I passed my Series 63 and my Series 7, which I know to most people doesn't mean anything. But if anyone's listening to this and they are a financial planner, you understand. Oh, that is so hard. But I passed it. And then I asked him if I could take the test that lets me supervise and run a financial planning office. To which I would not say he laughed right in my face but he did say yeah no no i'm not paying for that crystal be happy i got you your seven and 63 even though i'd like to point out i studied not him but i asked him i said listen if you open the door i'll pay for it i just really want to learn i'm i'm hungry to learn so he's like whatever knock yourself out and so i did i went and i took this test And as I was taking this test, I'm like, okay, I don't really understand why I'm doing it, but I know I want to learn. But there was no room for me to use it at the office. So I kept applying myself. But wouldn't you know, a couple months after I passed that test, the only other person in our office who had a series 24, which is what federally allows you to legally oversee and run that office, she quit. So that meant (laughs) you guessed it. It was me. I got to step into that position. And now not only was I seeing the people come in, I was running everything in the back office. I was learning how to serve them. Do you know how important it is in the financial planning industry to find people who are willing to serve? You know, one of the things we're doing at our office is we are looking for someone to come on and on our team. And this isn't uh, an advertisement for them. But you know what I am looking for? That heart to serve. And I am so grateful that I had to spend years behind the scenes serving, understanding, anticipating when a client would be nervous when they're moving something over, anticipating I'll need to call them five days after this because they'll need to know I haven't forgotten them. All those components went in there. Then I remember the day that I finally worked up enough nerve. I went to my employer and I said, Can I learn to do what you do? This isn't satisfying enough. I want to be in there actually giving the advice. I don't just want a job. I want to serve these people in every way possible. And he hemmed and he hawed. And here's the deal. He came up with me. I don't know if I ever told you this. I, he said, if you sit in the corner, yes. And thank God, no Dunn's hat. But you sit in the corner and you watch. Then I'm going to do financial planning, and when the client leaves, I want you to explain to me what happened, why I advised it, what you would have done, and then you can ask any questions you want. And that's how he mentored me. We'll be back in just 60 seconds with more crystal clear finances. Tic-tac-toe, three in a row. Did you win or lose the first time you played? This is Crystal Langdon with today's financial gem. When you don't know the rules of the game, it's easy to end up on the losing side. But once you understand the rules, you can play more efficiently. Finances are the same. It has rules, and those who understand them benefit. And those who don't, unfortunately, they seem to miss out on getting three in a row. Take time to learn the rules of finances. Understand what works, what doesn't, and why. Call Crystal Clear Finances at 518-433-7181 and gain confidence for every financial decision. You can win at finances. And we're back with more Crystal Clear Finances. You know, sometimes I forget to give him thanks for the way he poured into me. I know there's a lot of younger certified financial planner candidates or financial advisors that are coming up in the ranks that are good people. They just need people to mentor him like I was mentored. And I remember sitting in the back and I would scribble down all my notes. I remember the first few meetings. He's like, boy, I'm glad I'm not your client. (laughs) Well, things have changed since then. And I remember finally when I was out on my own. And I began to serve my clients. I served in the beginning. It was in the front room of my house. People would travel all the way from Albany, south of Albany to get to my house. And I'd welcome them in. We'd have coffee and tea. We'd sit at this round table that I had in my living room that was set aside just for my clients. And we'd talk about it. And in the beginning, yep, it was people who just need budgeting. People that needed to understand how to get out of debt. And since I'd been there (laughs) and gotten out of it, got the (laughs) t-shirt, I was able to show them the way. And then pretty soon they were coming because they had extra money. Because that's what happens, right? When you are able to get out of debt and you are able to put things in place, when you're faithful with that little, what happens? It makes you ruler over much. And somebody needs to give insight to the people that are just walking into abundance, that are just starting to create wealth. And so I began meeting with them and showing them how you could invest a little over here and still build savings over there and still have protection there. These were all parts of the process. This is all part of experience and credential, being able to be at a place where you say, you know, I remember what it's like to go from bankruptcy, edge of bankruptcy, all the way to where i am today and be able to minister to you and help you wherever you're at be able to reach those places that's the experience that you want to begin to look for now in in addition you need i believe to have designations you need to understand how money really works see it wasn't enough for me just to be a really good chocolate chip cookie baker wasn't enough for me just to love people and want to serve people. I actually had to learn how finances work. And you can take tests. And this is something, again, you can be talking to your financial advisor about. You can take tests, but test taking is different than practical application. And we want to make sure that you have both. Now, again, the younger generation is going to need time to build that experience, and that's okay. So the first step is getting that test, making sure that you have that. But I remember after I had left where I was and I was starting Crystal Clear Finances, I was so young. I think I was in my 30s, which I know for some people, that's not too young. But for me, that now where I am today, well, we won't go there. That was young. And I remember thinking, oh, God, they're not going to listen to me. I'm female, I'm young. How do I prove to them what's in my heart and what's in my head? And that's when I knew I needed to get the Certified Financial Planning designation. Now, that was a huge deal. It still is a huge deal, and in a moment, I wanna take time to read to you what the Certified Financial Planning designation was. But let me just preface how I got my Certified Financial Planner designation. So I was down in Tennessee, And I was speaking on a stage. People had heard of me by then. God had given me favor. And now I'm getting calls to speak to churches all over the country. So I'm in Tennessee. I'm down there and I'm talking to them. I'm talking how finances work and how it lines up with the word of God. I'm just going to town. And I look in the back and I'm expecting my husband, my number one cheerleader, to be in the back. Like, yep, that's my girl. That's my girl. So he wasn't there. So I'm trying to keep it together, look professional on stage, inside, so not professional. Where is my husband? So I have two conversations going on in my head, like you guys have never done this. All right. Well, so I have this conversation in my head. I get off the stage, smile at everyone, I'm very nice, but I am storming. I am looking, where is my husband? I walk out in the hall and I'm walking right over him to ask him why he wasn't in the back cheering me on as I made this wonderful presentation. I get close enough to hear him before I can even open my mouth with the lovely words I'm sure I was going to say. I hear him say, so is the house on fire too or just the barns? And I'm thinking, whoa, 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 I got three babies. Well, my babies are home. What's going on? He puts up his hand to stop me, which is probably really, well, we won't go there. But he puts up his hand to stop me from talking. And I hear his conversation. And we had hired a babysitter who was watching our kids. And we had an outside wood stove. And when they were emptying the ashes of the wood stove, oh, you know where I'm going, right? They went to put it in the pan. And when they did, they dropped some ashes on the ground which led to exploding the chainsaw and all the other wood that was in the barn, which had the connecting barn, so that we had a seven-alarm fire. Seven, yep. My kids, bless their hearts, they were so little at that time, and yet somehow they thought it was a good idea for them to run into the barn that was burning and get Daddy's pickup truck out. Thank God they were alive, but they did that. I remember that whole time when we came back, standing in my front yard. Did you know that um, siding melts? It does. Because when I stood in that front yard and saw all the cracked windows, (laughs) and then I saw the siding that literally looked like icicles now dripping off the front, I thought, oh, God, what are we going to do? We had worked our way out of debt. We had paid off all our debt. We had a small savings and now we were moving forward. We were doing all the principles of savings protection and investment. And it's funny that you should say that because protection, I was starting to take my CFP designation, right? All the classes with it. And one of them was on insurance. See, with the CFP, you have to take a class on insurance and on modern portfolio theory and estate planning and taxes, all these different classes. And one of them said that if your house isn't insured properly and you ever have a fire, that if you didn't have it insured to the proper way it was, should have been, then the insurance company doesn't have to give you the full amount for your home to be protected. Well, when I heard that in class, I wanted to apply that. So I called my agent and said, what is my house worth? And I was underinsured. So what did I do? I got insured properly. And three months later, what happened? Yeah, they investigated that too. Um, But what happened was my house caught on fire, right? My barns caught on fire, but I had applied what I knew. And so while we lived in a hotel, my house was being rebuilt. The different components of it. And why do I share that? Because I was so determined as a certified financial planner. I was going to get that designation and I was going to help help the people that we served, whether it was making sure they had the proper insurance in case their house burned down, whether it was understanding how taxes work or estate planning or all the different components. I remember that we would be in this hotel and I would be studying and here my kids, you know, all under the age of 10 would be reading me questions on the CFP exam to say, mom, here's the question. And I would have to pick out the answer just for the record in case you're interested. My kids did phenomenal in school on economics. If you ask them questions, they're all very financially astute. Gee, I wonder why. (laughs) Oh, yeah, those were times where experience and then having the right credentials. So as we close today, I know we've got about five more minutes. I want to just share a little bit about the CFP designation. And why is that important? It's important because whomever you're working with, Financial planning is not just a test. It's not just something that you know which boxes to check. You have to learn the practical application and then how to apply it to save and change individuals' lives. Now, there's no guarantee that we can, but we can do everything in our power to be as prepared as possible. Now, I pulled this uh, certified financial planning Uh, report or definition from the Forbes uh, right on the internet and it says a certified financial planner is a professional designation awarded to financial advisors who have passed rigorous coursework and an examination to prove their fluency in all aspects of financial planning CFPs must undergo years of training four thousand to six thousand hours in total before they're eligible to place those letters of CFP after their names. They're also obligated, and boy, do I know this, they're also obligated to continue their financial planning education after the test is done. See, understand for a lot of people, once people pass a test, they're, they're done. The continuing education has stopped. They figured out how to do it. That is not life. Whether you choose to work with crystal clear finances, or whether you're working with an advisor right now whom you have a good relationship with, which is my hope. Make sure that you're working or at least check into that you are working with someone who is a certified financial planner because that designation really does make a difference. There was one part in here when I was looking at the certified financial planner that I just want to read to you. It says, a certified financial planner has proven their ability to provide comprehensive financial planning services and may also provide investment advice and recommendations. All certified financial planners must meet the same basic requirements. And I'm going to stop there Um I'm looking at the clock, so I don't have enough time to go into all of it. Maybe I'll carry over a little bit next week. But as we talk today about the fact that we're looking at our statements, right? And maybe today your statement looks down for the year. I would encourage you to not evaluate your financial advisor over the stock market which is something that has its good times and has its bad times. Rather, begin to look at those four key areas that we discussed. We want to look at their experience and their certification. We need to look at their accountability, which is another area we'll talk about next week. We want to make sure that all these key areas are being talked about. We want to make sure we understand the third is the philosophy. What do they believe? And then do they have a process? to bring that to the table. We do here at Crystal Clear Finances and to all of our clients who faithfully watch us and listen to us on the radio, we love serving you. We love being who we are. And if you are listening or watching us via our YouTube channel, if you are looking for a financial advisor, then I would encourage you to give our office a call at 518-433-7181 and then join us again next week as we continue to provide financial clarity so that you can have confidence for every financial decision. Thank you, and God bless. This program is for educational purposes only. We understand that finances are complex. Facing them alone causes stress, resulting in wrong choices, missing out on opportunities, and having to settle for a lower standard of living. At Crystal Clear Finances, our team approach focuses on providing clarity and confidence so you can make the right financial decisions. Investment advisory and financial planning services are offered through AlphaStar Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Crystal Clear Finances and AlphaStar are separate and independent entities. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.